let's just pray once more. Lord, thank you so much for this morning, God, that we can come to Sunday service to worship you. God, I thank you for everyone here, and I thank you for everyone connected online. And God, we just want to come to you and welcome you, God, as we are today coming to seek you and hear from you. And that's what I pray, God. I pray that you would speak to us. I pray, God, that your word would just jump out into our hearts and that we would hear a word from you, God. That there would be a special message, Lord, for each one of us, no matter where we're at in our lives right now, but God, that you would speak. So I ask, as we've been just crying out, even in this last song, that your Holy Spirit would be here, God that your presence would be felt even more stronger than it is now, and that you would speak to us through your word. And I ask this all in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You know, I was, I was kind of thinking about this last Monday when our Ohana was flying into Maui for Christmas. I went online, and there you can track flights, right? And so I tracked Hawaiian Air Flight 71, and it was saying it was coming in around 11.30. And on the website, I thought it was super interesting that uh, it gives you the total flight time, the elapsed time, the remaining time. But I thought was interesting was how fast the actual plane was going. It was going 458 knots, which is about 527 miles per hour. Now, we understand today that that's how jet planes fly, and that's how we can get from one continent to another continent or from the mainland to our islands over here. But did you know there was a time way back when the latest technology, I should call it, uh, that was coming out was to travel by train. Train was the way to travel, not so much like aircraft today. And... In that era, era of, of horse and buggy, you know, in that era, the transition from this transportation was not very welcome from going from horse and buggy to train times. And, and so think about that. Today we travel, you know, like 527 miles per hour. But back then it wasn't like that. And this was all reflected back then when a governor, the governor of New York, Martin Van Buren wrote in the New Year, wrote this letter to President Andrew Jackson of that time and what he felt about, about all this. And this is a portion of this letter uh, that he wrote in January of 1829. And he wrote the president saying, as you may know, Mr. President, railroad carriages are pulled at the enormous speed of 15 miles per hour by engines which, in addition to endangering life and limb of passengers, roar and snort their way through the countryside, setting fire to crops, scaring the livestock, frightening women and children. And then the letter went on to say this, The Almighty never intended that people should travel at such breakneck speed. <laughs> kind of funny, huh? I mean, today we travel 527 miles an hour, but 15 miles per hour, oh no! Yeah, we're going to die at that speed, right? How funny, though, to hear what people were saying when, when trains were first coming out. But, but isn't this human nature, though? Isn't this how it's been to be skeptical about facing new things yeah uh, uh, it's not easy right to face change we human beings we, we usually resist that change yeah? we we don't like it and transitions can be scary it can be difficult for us well today i felt like that you know we sit in this time of transition uh christmas just ended and we're coming to the new year next week saturday coming in this next week. And here we're in this week, this, this little zone, you know, between last year and next year, Christmas being done. And so I felt led to bring a message on how not to be fearful, how not to, to be overwhelmed with what, and being anxious about what may be coming in 2022. So what that is, it is to look to the Lord 
in hope and in faith. And that's what we're going to see in our passage. So I, that's why I titled our message, Faith in Times of Transition. Faith in Times of Transition. Now, we're going to be studying, as I mentioned, Deuteronomy chapter 31 from verse 1 through 6. And there's three things we're going to see here. Number one, the Lord still controls the change. Number two, the Lord will surely go before you. And number three, the Lord will bring in the victory. So I hope, as I have been, I hope you will be encouraged by what we're going to study here this morning. So faith in times of transition. And number one in our outline, the Lord still controls the change. The Lord still controls the change. Now, we're going to be covering verse 1 and 2 here in this section. So let's take a look at those two verses. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 1, it says, So Moses continued to speak these words to all Israel. Verse 2, And he said to them, I am 120 years old. Today I am no longer able to go out and come in. The Lord has said to me, You shall not go over this Jordan. So we'll stop there. We begin with Moses. He's speaking to all the people of Israel. And what you're seeing here in chapter 31 is just a small, tiny part of this whole book, which is really Moses' last message, his last words to the children of Israel here. And, and, and we'll see the reasons as, as it opens up here. But right now, they are standing on the border of entering the promised land. That's what's going on. They've been in the wilderness 40 years, and now they're right there, right there. So Moses is, is giving his, his last message, this speech to Israel, encouraging them here. And so think about this. Life for the children of Israel, is about to radically change here. You know, they've been 40 years in the wilderness, so now they're going to go into the promised land, and they're going to face things. So things are going to be radically different in their life. So Moses helps them in this time of transition as they're standing here. And I think about that same thing like we are here today. We're, we're on that border from going from 2021 to 2022 into the new year. So let's hear what the Lord is speaking to us. So Moses here, he goes on and says in verse 2, he said to them, I am 120 years old today. Isn't that great? Yeah, I don't know and I don't think it was his birthday, but in other words, I think he's saying, I've reached 120 years of life on this earth. And you know what? It's time for him to go. It's time for him to go to be with the Lord. And so Moses says that, he is no longer able to, he, he writes here in verse 2, go out and come in. In other words, he is no longer able to fulfill his duties. The NLT translation, it renders this, I am no longer able to lead you. So that's the idea going on here. Now, being 120 years old, I mean, we, we probably think, Hey, Moses, maybe you should have retired a long time ago, right? I mean, maybe he's getting too old. Maybe he's too weak here to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. But actually, he is not too old. He's not too weak. In Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 7, it tells us that his eyesight was still clear and he was as strong as ever. He wasn't, he never got weak. His whole life. And, and I don't know about you, I want to be like that when I'm older, yeah? Well, it seems interesting, though, too. Let me give you this, that Moses' life was set in like 40-year segments. Uh, 40 years, he was a prince of Egypt. 40 years, right? He, he, was in, he was a shepherd in Midian, right? And then 40 years, he led the children of Israel in the wilderness. So, for me, what I see is, is there's these 40-year segments, and he's coming to the end of this 40-year segment of his life, and, and he's about to pass and all too. Well, note this, and this is just a side note, but think about how Moses was 80 years old when he took over leadership and led the children of Israel out of Egypt. I think that's, that's amazing. So, hey, old is good, right? I can say that because I'm, I'm turning 60 <laughs> next month, so old is still good. <laughs> anyway, 
It was also, we find here, that the Lord told him. In verse 2 it says, The Lord said to me, You shall not go over this Jordan. Now the Jordan, you guys know what that is. The Jordan is the Jordan River. And see, the river was that boundary to the promised land. From the wilderness, they crossed the Jordan into the promised land that God had promised them, which is the land of Canaan, which is really the goal here. That was the area where the people of Israel would establish themselves as a nation of Israel there in the promised land. Land. So the Jordan was that boundary. So here they are. They're right at that boundary. They're right at the Jordan River. And here's Moses giving his last message and saying, you know what? The Lord told me I'm not going to go over with you guys. I'm not going over the Jordan here. But, you know, I think about, well, Moses, his days are about to end. It happens in Deuteronomy 34. And so he's really about to enter his ultimate promised land, right, to be with the Lord. But we also know this. We also know God told him way back when he wrongly struck the rock in anger to give the Israelites water, right? That God told him that you will not enter the promised land because of that. And so I think all of this that's going on is all the will of God. I believe this was God's sovereign plan all along to transition here. Yeah, It's his last segment of 40 years he's about to die he's 120 he can't go because of consequences of striking the the rock but at this border is the transitioning happen right there on the jordan at the border of the promised land moses may have aged out or the consequences of his wrong kept him from going into the promised land but ultimately now ultimately this was god's time moses has fulfilled his mission those last 40 years Moses has fulfilled God's purpose for him and it was time it was time for him and all came together here you know on my on the desktop on my desktop screen on my computer I I have this quote by the explorer missionary to Africa David Livingston back in the 1800s he said this I determined never to stop until I had come to the end and achieved my purpose. And I have that there because I, I tell the Lord, I'm going to keep going no matter how hard. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to achieve your will. I'm going to achieve your purpose. And, and here's Moses. He's, 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 he's sitting here at the border of going into the promised land. And so Israel all sits here in this transition. So whether end of his life or the consequences of his wrong, I want you to see this. The Lord still controls the change. And so our heading is really our point here. The Lord still controls the change. we got to trust God in that. Trust God even in the consequences maybe of our mistakes. Trust God even, even of our where we're at in our age. Trust God in whatever changes and transitions you're sitting in right now. That we trust the Lord still controls the change. That He's still sovereign over it all it's been a tough year it's been a tough past two years i mean we've made huge changes in our lives haven't we because of the pandemic there's been a lot going on and um, one of the things is is i don't like having to wear the mask all the time right i mean that's been hard I, i i understand it was hard to get used to but i did yeah, I, I got used to it. Sometimes I forget. I even have it on. I forget I don't have it on. I mean, there's several times I like walked into the store and they're like, oh, sir, sir, your mask. I go, oh, my gosh, like, I'm not even thinking about it, you know. And, and I go to run back to the truck and get my mask. But I'll tell you what, I look back and I see with all the good habits of mask and hand sanitizing, you know what? I have not gotten really sick for like two years. Usually once or twice a year, I'm like sick, sick. Yeah. And I haven't. I thought, well, okay, God, thank you. And so with that, I'm learning to transition better even to changes maybe I don't like. I'm learning that, okay, God, you are sovereignly doing something still. You're still in control. I was thinking about this, how even today, even today in the pandemic, even with all these things going on, our society changing and laws coming in and president saying something, you know what? 
the Lord still controls the change. And you have to understand that. You know what I was thinking about? Is I keep trying to hold on in faith to Daniel chapter 2, 21a. And this is the NLT. Just listen. It says, He controls the course of world events. He removes kings and sets up other kings. So we can still trust God that He's still sovereign. The, the Lord still controls the change. Maybe you're here today, maybe you're connected online and, and you're in this transition and you're struggling with it. 2022 is about to come around the corner and you're like, ah, I don't know. Maybe you're dreading what's, what, what may be coming. Maybe because, oh, it's been a tough year for you. Maybe it's been a tough two years. And you're like, oh, what are we going to see, you know? And isn't it true, though, as I mentioned earlier, on top of it all, us human beings, right? Us human beings, we don't like change, right? It's, it's like a threat to us. Change what? I've always done it this way. Or it's that unknown that we're so uncomfortable with, and we don't like change. The famous old author Mark Twain once said, the only person who likes change is a wet baby. I hear baby Manu saying, Amen, Amen. But believe this today. Believe this today. Whatever changes you're facing, whether it's from good circumstances or bad circumstances or just things unknown to you, remember, the Lord still controls the change. And that's how we can have faith in times of transition. Well, let's go to number two in our heading. The Lord will surely go before you. The Lord will surely go before you. We're going to cover here verse three and four if you're taking notes. And let's take a look at those two verses now. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse three and four. Verse three says, The Lord your God himself will go over before you. He will destroy these nations before you so that you shall destroy dispossess them and Joshua will go over at your head as the Lord has spoken then verse 4 and the Lord will do to them as he did to Sion and Og the kings of the Amorites and to their land where he destroyed them all right we'll stop there now Moses goes on here to reassure Israel that you know even though he cannot go the Lord told him you're not going over with these guys that they don't need to worry. Even though Moses will not be with them, the Lord, and I like this, himself will be there. And what a comfort that is, right? What a comfort that must have been. The, the Lord will go with them just like he has been these 40 years in the wilderness that they've been traveling. And the Lord says, the Lord God himself will go over before you. And I like that. Not only will the Lord go with them, but he's going to go ahead of them. He's going to go ahead of the children of Israel and make that way for them. He'll, he'll clear the path. He'll prepare the path. A lot of times we pray that for one another. Lord, prepare the path, you know, before us. You know, go ahead of us. Make the way. Clear the path. God. Moses is saying, God will go ahead and lay out the route and prepare the path where Israel is to go. What a comfort that must have been for them. You know, how wonderful today we have our phones, right? Yeah. And I, I remember before phones, taking out the paper maps and I'm somewhere unfamiliar and I'm like, oh my gosh, where are we going? And the night before taking a look, but now we just oh, pull it up on our phone and the lady tells you which way to go. And I, I think that that's so wonderful. You just type in your destination and then it gives you the route, you know. You can choose all oh, the least, gives you amount of time or avoid traffic. You can even see where traffic is, right? I mean, it's amazing, these apps and, and what it tells you. And, and then you just get in your car and go, okay, all right, Lady Siri, tell me where to go. Okay, you know, drive here, turn here, you know, all this stuff. And, and if you make a wrong turn, uh, what, what's that? Um, 
recalculating, recalculating, yeah, yeah. computing, you know, and again. But hey, it's so good, right? The programmers, the developers of the app, you know, they've already gone ahead and set this up for you. They've already gone ahead, had the maps made and everything and put it all together. And I was thinking, you know, that's sort of like God. It's sort of like what he does for us. And so he goes, he, he goes, he knows the way, yeah? He knows where to guide you through. He knows the best way. He knows his will and all that. And he leads you even if it doesn't make sense to you. But it makes sense to God. So keep that in mind here. Well, the Lord goes on and while Moses goes on, relaying what the Lord's going to do. And he says, he will destroy now uh, these nations before you so that you shall dispossess them. So the Lord is actually going ahead to prepare the way so that when time comes, God will destroy those nations living there. And living there was the Canaanites, the wicked Canaanite people. And then Israel will be able to dispossess them or take possession of the land. And this is what God had promised for so long. For so long, God has promised, yeah, even from Abraham's time, that they will dwell in the land and that they would be a nation. So this is the moment. This is the time where this is happening. And so Moses is saying, no worries. God's going to go before you and he's going he's to destroy those nations so you can take possession of the land. Now Moses makes note that, well, I'm not going to be there. The Lord's going to be there. But you know what? Joshua will be there. And we know Joshua was Moses' protege. He was the one who succeeded Moses. And the next book in the Old Testament is the book of Joshua. And his whole story, Joshua led the Israelites in taking the land there. So Moses says, no worry. You know what? God's going to have Joshua there and Joshua will lead you in how God is wanting you to do things and to take possession of the land. And so, I like this in verse 4. The Lord will do to them as he did to Sion and Og, the kings of the Amorites. Now, Sion and Og were the Amorite enemy, really Amorite kings on this east side of the Jordan River. They're standing on the east side. They're going to cross over to Jordan to the west side where the promised land is. So on the east side, we know back in Numbers 21, at two different times, one with one king and another time with the other, they attacked Israel with their armies. We know that story back in Numbers 21, but by the power of God, the enemy was not able to wipe Israel out. Israel took over, yeah, and won. And Israel actually took possession of the land that they were standing in right now. They defeated uh, Sion and Og, took their land, and took it for themselves. And they're standing right there. So listen to what Moses is saying. Hey, look where you guys are at right now. Remember what God did? Remember how the Lord, He destroyed, right, the kings and and you guys won and 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 their land and everything it really became yours so moses is saying if god protected you back in the past then think about when you cross over the jordan to the west side he'll protect you again tomorrow so he did in the past on the east side he's going to do it tomorrow on the west side i think about what it says in isaiah 52:12 it says, you will not leave in a hurry, running for your lives, for the Lord will go ahead of you. Yes, the God of Israel will protect you from behind. And I like that because it's everything we're reading here. It's everything what the Lord is saying. And you know what? God is saying that to us today. That he will go before you and he will protect you also. God will make sure that you get through and it will be totally obvious. And you'll see this. And this is what Moses is saying. This is our point, our heading. The Lord will surely go before you. The Lord will surely go before you. If the Lord's going before you, He's going to protect you. The Lord's preparing the path. He's going to be there watching your back. So understand, the Lord will surely go before you. 
I was thinking about how throughout this book, um, if, you, if you get a chance, I know some of the Old Testament, like numbers and stuff, isn't the easiest to read. But Deuteronomy is great because because Moses is, is reminding Israel many things of their, their, their journey in the wilderness and what God has done. And, and he's reminded them. And as it comes toward the end of this book, in chapter 31, he's like, hey, remember, remember, we're right here. We're in this transition time. But, you know, remember this. And he's reminding the children of Israel how God has been there for them, going before them, surely protecting them. I think he's, I, I, I've, uh, he told them, that, like, remember how throughout the wilderness journey of Israel, God's presence, yeah? Remember, was seen, and this, this is Deuteronomy 133, he was seen in, in the cloud by day and the fire by night, protecting Israel. He's saying, remember that? Remember, in Deuteronomy 8, he tells them, remember how throughout the 40 years of wilderness journey, Israel never lacked water, or food. Not at all. I mean, that's, well, surely God is there. God guided them to the places. He went before them where they could find the, the water. And the food was what? Manna, right? Every day, God provided miraculous daily food for them. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 4, Moses says, hey, remember throughout those 40 years, your shoes never wore out. Never got shoes. 40 years, I mean, that's, if you could find shoes that last 40 years, that's a good buy, right? But it's not that. Their clothes never got holes in them. Their clothes never wore out. This was God doing this. And here, Moses brings up how God defeated the Amorite kings, the Amorites, in two different attacks, kept them safe, got you through, gave you the land. So, hey, the Lord will surely go before you. So if you look at the past journey, you'll find confidence yeah, in future and in, in faith in the future. So where are you today? Are you, are you right now standing in a time of transition in your life right now? Are you wondering, oh, what is 2022 going to be like? Perhaps... Some things have come to an end in 2021, and, and now you're standing at the border. You're wondering, okay, all right, here we are. What's going to happen? And you're feeling kind of, oh, I'm not sure, you know, huh, huh. I mean, life changes is hard for us, yeah? When there's things in life that changes, and you're like, okay, well, you know, we get so comfortable in the way things have been going. We, we have our routines already, but life changes come, and you're like, all right, oh, what do we do? Maybe you're coming into a new position, yeah? Maybe, maybe you're moving to a new place. Maybe it's for, for, there's a different season in your life. It's common, but with that comes fear, yeah? Anxiety. Know that God has brought you all the way through to this point. And you know what? He's, he can do the same for the next season. He can do the same for you next year. What God did on the east side of the Jordan, He can do the same on the west side of the Jordan. Matter of fact, what Moses is bringing up says, hey, remember the kings, you know, Sihon and Og, and how God came through, destroyed them, you get their land now. That's just a preview of what's to come. So we can look to the past things that God has done and say, wow, okay, it's a preview, right, of what's coming. So God really, is, right now, is reminding all of us of his faithfulness in the past. So you know why? So we can have peace in the future. So we can have peace in the future. I like something a Willis J. Ray said. He wrote, we know not what the future holds, but we do know who holds the future. Amen? I love that. Yeah. God is the one who holds the future, and he holds our future in his hands. So we can have faith even in these times of transition. All right, so we see, number one, the Lord still controls the change. Number two, the Lord will surely go before you. And now number three, our last heading here, and really our last point, 
The Lord will bring in the victory. The Lord will bring in the victory. Take a look at verse 5 here. Verse 5. We're going to cover verse 5 and 6, but first of all, verse 5, it says, And the Lord will give them over to you, and you shall do to them according to the whole commandment that I have commanded you. All right. So Moses assures Israel that, I like this here in verse 5, the Lord will give them over to you. Will. Circle that. Underline that. This is what the Lord will do. You shall do to them. Will give them over. In other words, the Canaanites will be given over to the Israelites. God will give them victory in the battle when they come and take and possess the land. And I like how it also says, according to the whole commandment that I have commanded you. So they will do, God will do, which God had commanded them to do. And what did God command them? Well, if we stay within this book, in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 2, Moses relayed that God wants Israel to go and destroy the wicked Canaanites and take the land. So you see, God doesn't just want the Israelites to go in the land, but to go and take the land. That's God's command. And, you, and, and so Moses said, you got to go in and do what God commanded. But get this, God will do that. God will do that. So, so, so in other words, think about what this means. If God commanded what they are to do, then God will give them the means to do it. That's what's going on. God says, go, take the land. That, then God says, you know, and I'm going to give you the victory. I'm going to give you the means to do it. Matthew Henry wrote about this passage here in his commentary. What God has made our duty, we have reason to ex- expect opportunity and assistance from him for the doing of. I like that. So listen, where God leads you, He will give you the ability to do it. God promised Israel that they will possess the land. God commanded them to go and take the land. And so God will give them the victory to keep His promise to them. God will fulfill His plan. And you know what? God will fulfill His plan, His will for you in your life. Perhaps it's you're in this place of, of a transition here. Maybe you've turned your life over to God and you've recommitted and, and, and you're, you're letting go of the past sins and that life from before. And, and now as a new year, new year comes and it's like, okay, I'm going to live for you, Jesus. I'm going to live for you. But you know the struggles. You, you know what it's like. Well, it's like God really, the picture of the taking the promised land is that, is living that new life in Christ. Some say when the Israelites went through the Jordan, it was like their baptism, their water baptism, and they started to live that new life in Christ. Well, think about it that way. Perhaps you're in a transition between letting go of sin and living the new life. Know that God will bring you that victory. So keep that in mind. And He'll give you the ability. He'll give you the power. He'll give you the strength. All right, so with all this in mind now, Moses says this in verse 6. Look at verse 6, our last verse here. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. And we, that's a famous verse for us, right? Oh, God will never leave us nor forsake us. Well, here it is, right here in verse 6, in context of, of this transition that Israelites are standing in, in this place right on the border of the, the promised land where they're going to face, remember the first time they came to this spot, almost 40 years before this, they saw giants, the spies saw, went out, saw the giants, and they said, oh no, we can't go. That's why they were going around and around in the wilderness for almost 40 years. And the giants are still there, but there's something different, right? The new generation is there, and, and, and Moses is boosting their faith here. And so he says, look, you guys, be strong. You know what that means? 
means keep to the mission. Keep to the mission. Even if you're, you're facing those giants, be strong. And then he says, be courageous. Don't back down here. Don't back down. He says, do not fear. And, and I thought about this. He's probably saying, do not fear. Like, don't be paralyzed with fear. You guys know how that feels? Feels, yeah? Panic comes in. And you're like, uh, you don't know what to do. Your mind doesn't work. You can't move. You're just uh, paralyzed in fear. Moses is saying, do not fear. Or be in dread. Don't be filled with anxiety. And I even think about sometimes my anxiety. Uh, I also have, I'm full of apprehension of crossing over. Yeah. Oh, I, I, uh, I don't know. And you're dreading for that time to come. And here comes 2022 and whatever you're facing, it's coming and you got to do it. And you're like, oh, I don't want to, you know. Don't be in dread. Don't be in dread of them, the Canaanites. And why is that? Well, he says in verse 6, and he reiterates again, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He himself will be there. You know, the word Lord here is the Hebrew word Yahweh, right? Uh, we, we'll, we'll translate it Jehovah, yeah? And we know Jehovah is the one true God. And as I stopped and thought about Yahweh here, the Lord God, I thought about the names of God, like Jehovah, Jehovah, Elohim. Remember? God our creator. Yeah. Elohim. In the beginning was Elohim. Yeah. A God, our creator. I thought about Jehovah Shama. Shama means ever present. Our Lord God who, who is ever present with us. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. I thought about Jehovah Nisi, our, the Lord, our victory. This is the one, Yahweh, who goes with you. And you are not alone. He will not leave you. He won't leave you alone. And He won't forsake you. God will not leave you hanging. He won't bring you to a place and say, See you later. Take care of it on your own. Yeah. Here you go, Joshua. Here you go, Israelites. You come to Jericho. Hey, you're on your own now. I brought you there. See you later. No, he will not leave you to yourself. He'll be right there telling you what to do and guide you. So Moses, the idea here is he's saying, as you stand here in this time of transition, put your faith in God. Put your faith in in God, don't fear what's ahead, uh, ahead of you, but be strong and courageous in faith, in trust in Yahweh, the Lord, our God. Right away, I was studying this, reading this, I thought about 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and of love, in self-control, and I underline self-control because I know me. I'll get fearful. I'll get afraid. I'll get my panic attacks. I'll get anxiety. I'll be ap apprehensive. I'll be in dread. I'll, I'll, all these emotions will start going and I'll go out of control. But no, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power and strength yeah, of love for Him, we keep going for love for Him and love for one another. And we have that self-control from the Holy Spirit. So, we come to this last point, which is our heading. Be reassured today. Hold on to, really, verse 6. Circle it today. Let this be 2022's verse of the year, right? Move forward into 2022 because we will know. We know for sure in faith the Lord will bring in the victory. The Lord will bring in the victory. Will you guys? Will you guys? Whatever you're facing, whatever transition you're in right now, whatever going on, know that. Know that. And, and know this. It's our faith. Things may not look like great, yeah? Things may not feel right, but in faith, Faith, we know who God is and what He's saying to us today. The Lord will bring in the victory. 
Don't let the fear, don't let the anxiety stop you. You know when the power went out the other week, right, during the Kona storm, and, and I tell you, it was hard. You know why? Because when the power went out, the cable modem went out. And when the cable modem went out and the power went out, our router, our Wi-Fi router went out. And I, I, had no, I had no internet access. And on top of that, Verizon, I, usually it's like, oh, no worries, we get Verizon. Verizon was like real spotty. I don't know if you guys saw it, at least in Pukalani where I was. It's like super slow. It's like, ah, I'm getting impatient. Pages aren't opening. And it, it, it was such a loss to me. <laughs> I couldn't read the, read the news, no no apps to look at, no Apple TV you know, entertain, to entertain me. And I got so bored that night. And, and it, was, it was like that whole night, right? It was so crazy. And I, um, uh, the next day came on, praise the Lord, woo-hoo, and all of that. And then uh, Pastor Ron from Texas was texting me and said, hey, how you guys do with the storm? I said, oh, yeah, we're okay. I explained. I said, oh, the hardest thing was I didn't have Internet. And I was so bored. And isn't that sad how much I rely upon Internet? And it was funny, Pastor Ron wrote back because, you know, they experienced plenty hurricanes there in Houston, and um, and he writes back, he goes, oh, we've been out of power for days and days, and then he writes, and I feel your pain. <laughs> I was cracking him, oh, thank you for being understanding. It was hard. No power, you know, and all of that. The, the, a funny picture I have in my mind, I look over, I'm like frustrated, nothing's working. I look over, and here's my wife, Kristen. I gave her one of those headlamps, you know, used for work. And she's just happy doing her puzzle, you know, and with her headlamp and everything. <laughs> well, you know what? That's what fear and anxiety does. It's like it, it pulls the power of faith and trust in God. Yeah. And it's like you're at a loss. You're at a loss. And you know what to do. You know, some people still have that light in them and they're still going, you know, no matter what. But I know for me, anxiety and just keep thinking about those things, it's a loss of hope sometimes for me. And then the devil comes in and and he comes into that darkness of the lack of faith and he pushes even harder, yeah? Your mind starts to spin and it generates more anxiety and we start focusing on the what if, what if this, what if that, right? And, and, and then we focus on the past events, but not the good ones, the bad ones. And those things start rolling in us, and then all of a sudden we're just overwhelmed. Is that where you are today? Have we forgotten what God has done in the past? Is that where you are today? Not looking forward to next year, filled with fear, anxiety, overcome with dread. Well, we got to push that reset button in our mind and in our heart. we we got to do what Moses is, is sharing with the Israelites right here in our passage as they face their, their giants in that land. And if you do what we've read today, the Lord will bring in victory. So how about you guys? In this time of transition, this week before 2022 begins, the end of 21. What's this uncertainty that you face? Have you been diagnosed with something that's affecting your health? Maybe that scary word, cancer, has come up. Maybe you struggle with disease anyway and every day and, and, and you're just weary of it. It won't go away and you're not looking forward to another year of it. Maybe your contract, your job, is ending and you don't see another job. Maybe maybe sales are down. The, the whole pandemic has affected your work. Maybe finances are shaking now. Business is going down. It's just hitting you. Maybe it's been nice to have time off, yeah, away from work, but now you're dread going back after the new year. Perhaps maybe you're here and you're in this transition because there's a major shift in your relationships with your family, or, or, or maybe you have major problems in your marriage right now. Maybe there's a loss of a loved one who went home to heaven, and it's like, now what? What are we going to do without them in 2022? Maybe you fear the worst of your children who are wandering, or you feel the worst for, for what the spouse might do, or maybe you feel the worst of 
of what is this pandemic going to bring? Yeah, what another variant? Oh no, another. What what is this future for our society, for us, our lives? Maybe there's certain quote unquote giants in your life that you're you're going to have to face, and you 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 fear you're going to be destroyed. Maybe you're anxious over the loss of dreams and goals and expectations and unmet expectations. You're discouraged right now. And and you're thinking, will 2022 really be any better? Are you in this place between despair and hope and you don't know? But be assured today, if you're in that place, be assured today, God gave us this word this morning. God gave us this passage. Go back and read them. Listen to this message again. Be assured that with God's word today, know that next year the Lord will bring in the victory. He will get you through. He will. It's important in this transition that you and I, we face next year in faith that God will keep his promise, and God will keep his word. And we have to be ready too, right? To be guided by him and guided in his will. And as he does that, he will bring it to pass. Just put this also in your mind. Handle the things that you're facing in God's way. And for sure, you will not be defeated. So as we transition, as we come to a close here today, let's transition in faith and trust. And maybe you didn't do that last year. Maybe you haven't been handling things in general in faith. Well, we need to change it. Let's start changing it right now as we're sitting in this time of transition. We're on the border right now from leaving last year and going into next year, let's handle things different in our life. Let's handle them with faith. I want to close with this. Two hunters hired an Alaskan bush pilot to drop them in a remote location and and to come back in seven days to pick them up. Uh, At the appointed time, they, they went moose hunting. At the appointed time, the pilot arrived and loaded the hunters on the plane and Wait a minute, said the first hunter. What about our moose? Sorry, said the pilot. The two moose you each shot is way too big, said the pilot. We're at maximum weight already. They had all their gear and everything. But, said the hunter, our pilot last year loaded our two moose and he had the same size of plane as this one. Really, asked the pilot, not wanting to be outdone, said, well, okay, I guess I guess we'll do it. We'll give it a try. Well, with that, they strapped each moose carcass on the pontoons and they sputtered to the end of the lake to get the longest possible takeoff. He shoved the throttle forward. They began to move and finally they lifted off the lake just skimming the trees. But the pilot was right. They were seriously overloaded and weighted down and crashed just minutes into the flight. Well, after they were all knocked out and then after both hunters uh, uh, came to, uh, they both came to about the same time. The first hunter looked around at the mess, the moose meat, part, plane parts everywhere, and he said, where are we? Well, the second hunter said, oh, we're about 50 yards from where we crashed last year. <laughs> so you get it. If you do the same things the same way you've always done, you'll continue to get what you've always got before. So let's change that. As we come to the end of 2021, let's approach 2022 different than before. Let's have faith in times of transition. Let's pray. Lord, as we come in this As we are here today, Lord, in this time of transition, God, as we're ending 2021, the last week here, as we're about to cross over in a few days into 2022, and we're in this transition, God, we want to 
have faith in you and trust you. So Jesus, as you've been speaking to us, God, may these words go deep and may it penetrate. May we look to you and remember that, Lord, you are still in control. That you, God, are sovereign in all the events of this world. And no matter what happens, we do not need to fear or be in despair because you still control change. And Lord, we want to remember that you will surely go before us. That you prepare the path, God. That you make the way, Lord. That, that you guide us, Lord, exactly what is the best way for us. Whether it's good or bad things. But there's the best way in what we learn and grow in and the opportunities to see your miracle work, God. And Lord, we, we also want to trust and have faith that you will bring in the victory, God. That you will help us conquer ourselves and our sins. And you will conquer those challenges, God, that we see before us. And you will, you will get us through and we will see you work and we'll see your power and strength as you conquer the enemies and no matter what satan may try that you have already conquered him as we always say lord we don't fight for victory but we fight from victory because you died on the cross and rose again from the dead so lord here we sit and god we look to you as our yahweh our elohim our shama lord our shalom who gives us peace Dear God, we look to you, for you have the power and strength. And not only that, you have so much love for us, and you care for each one of us as your children. So, Lord, we lay before you 2022, and we offer it up to you. Lord, we put aside our pride, thinking we can do anything. And, Lord, we give you all of our worries and anxieties and fears. And we ask for your peace as we look to who you are and know that you will never leave us nor forsake us. And since you're a powerful one, no one can keep us from you. Thank you, Jesus, in your name. Amen.